Revolution Show brought to you by SASDOG 2017, the conference to turn your SAS up to 11. In this brand new episode of the SAS Revolution Show, Alex Thumer is joined by Guillaume Caban, VP of Growth at Segments, who discusses five things every SAS growth marketer needs to be doing today. Let's hear more from Guillaume. Welcome to the SAS Revolution Show. With me today is uh, Guillaume Caban, a VP of Growth at Segment. Welcome, Guillaume. Hey, thanks, Alex. Uh, no problem. Uh, uh, did I pronounce your name correctly? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, uh, as this as you could. But usually, <laughs> yeah. people in the office just call me G. All right, so G okay. is fine. G is fine. So from uh, henceforth yeah. on this podcast, uh, you're G. Uh, uh, just G or big G? G. G is fine. Yeah? <laughs> G is fine. G. G. Just little G. Is enough. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I'm not that good yet. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, so so uh, so G. Um, you you know. Uh, I, I think you've listened to the, uh, the the podcast before, and you know, always at the beginning, we we like to get to know our guests uh, a, a little bit more. <laughs> um, you know, give you that opportunity. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, you know, and and, uh, and the company that you work for as well. So um, mm-hmm. uh, so you know, not uh, bucking the trend there. Tell us a little bit about who is uh, who is G? Who's Guido Caban? Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm the VP of Growth at uh, Segments, <clears throat> and um, well, I've been working uh, on B2B online mm, businesses for like the past uh, 15 years now, which is a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to trace things back a bit, uh, prior to joining Segment, I was the head of marketing at uh, Mention, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a brand awareness company uh, based out of Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a co-founder of startups. I was a CMO in IT security. Mm-hmm. Uh, in consulting, and I started my career actually in 2004 with uh, six years at Apple uh, working on online B2B, mm-hmm. uh, which was a very different world back in the days. Uh, but uh, outside of work, I'm, I'm a startup advisor, uh, I'm a husband, a father, uh, a cheese eater, and a pastafarian. Okay, a pastafarian. Okay, very good. So, I am. Uh, I'm I mean, an ordained minister. <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming a pastafarian is, is someone that uh, worships at the Church of Pasta, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I believe in the existence of a uh, of a uh, monster that flies in the sky, which has uh, noodles and eyes out, made out of meatballs. Okay, you're making me hungry. Uh, hungry to learn more about uh, about you and segments. Uh, and so I can um, uh, I can see obviously because we're on, uh, on on video call here that there's some I think there's some skyscrapers in the background and it looks like a beautiful sunny yeah. morning. Um, so, uh, so you're in uh, San Francisco. Uh, I, yeah, I'm guessing, segment right? is based out of San Francisco okay. um, in the financial district. Uh, and, and like two words on, on segments: uh, what is it and what do we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, segment it's we're a B2B SaaS company. Uh, our, our main product or service, if you want to call it like that, is helping companies collect data, their data from their uh, from their uh, own properties, mm-hmm. uh, their apps, their websites, from where it happens, right? And uh, send it, tunnel it to where it's valuable for them, whether it's their analytics, their CRM, their uh, email software, uh, or their warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we, we're like a marketplace, or should I say an app store, uh, for uh, business users to uh, get the data uh, in, in the same format in over 200 different tools. So that's what we are. That's what we do. Okay, very cool. And you, um, uh, you, as you mentioned, uh, had a growth that mentioned previously to that. So I'm, I'm guessing you were in Paris uh, when you were in that role. And segment. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it happened like this, but what, what was it that tempted you to move to San Francisco, take your family there, take up the challenge of yeah. doing growth for segment? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, as you can hear from my des- definitely not American accent, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely French, and I spent all my all my uh, business uh, and all my personal life in France actually until like uh, 15 uh, months ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was a when I joined Mention, um, the situation uh, on tracking and data was horrible. And the first thing I did was uh, implement segments. Uh, I wanted to, as a CMO, as, as a head of growth actor, I wanted to uh, get the right data to understand what was happening uh, about my users and like uh, revamp completely uh, all of the marketing tools we were using. So I brought on segments. And over the course of 16 months, we revamped all of the tracking, the analytics, uh, the marketing tools based on the data going through segments. And, and that led to two things. Um, one is a few good meetups on the topic of segment for marketers. And we're talking of um, 2015 here, so that was definitely not a common topic, um, especially in France. And and that got segment's attention, even though it wasn't uh, the goal. And the other thing is, as a customer, I uh, created, and I checked that recently, 79 support tickets in 16 months. So I guess they just thought it was cheaper to hire me than to support <laughs> me as a customer. Yeah. Sounds uh, sounds about right. So, um, so, uh, so so now you're you're, you're there. Um, you're helping drive the growth of segments. Um, you know, tell us about. Um, I, I guess some of the, what I want to get out of this uh, uh, this conversation. Um, first of all, is, is you know the interesting things that you're doing. You know, leading growth mm-hmm. at, at segment, and then let's look at after that. You know, kind of five things. If we can nail it down to five things or pin it down to five things that every SaaS growth marketer, you know, needs to be doing uh, today. Um, uh, sure. So, so, so let, let's start with you know what you're doing. Um, you, you know, what are the interesting things you're doing to help drive the growth of uh, of segment? Yeah. So right now, most of uh, segments growth teams focus is on top of funnel projects. Um, so it's what it means. It's driving demand for the product, and it's it's we're really really successful. Um, we've done a few interesting things, um, like outbound automation, um, um, scored live chats, and dynamic web content. Uh, but mostly, if you want to summarize that, um, we try to create a better experience um, for our visitors, our users, our customers by collecting more data and making a good use of it. Um, we're definitely pushing the envelope in a few areas, uh, one of which is a pre-website intent detection, qualification, and outreach. Uh, what that means is there's a lot of things we can do by collecting data and changing the experience once they land on the website, but that's only like a very small fraction of the potential market. Um, the rest of the market doesn't even know about us. I mean, we think our reach in the market is like 1%, 2%, right? Like it means like there's 98% of the market which never heard about segment, though they, they might have the need for segment. And so we're trying to get the right signals, right, uh, to get in the deals weeks or months uh, before our competitors uh, by discovering and using uh, those signals better. Uh, so that's, that's I say, the, the long-term vision. That's really what we're focusing on. Short-term, um, we are really doing some um, demand generation, uh, top of funnel, um, free acquisition. Where, where, where do you go to learn or, you know, where have you learned about, you, you know, growth and, and being a better, uh, you know, VP of growth, growth marketer? Um, yeah. You know, uh, tell us about some of the resources and maybe even some of the people that you, you're, you're learning from. Sure. Um, I've got like two answers. One is how did I get here? And the other one is how do I stay uh, on, on the, on the uh, sharp edge of things uh, now? Um, 
I've been in, in this job for a very long time. Um, and I like to think of uh, my, my first job at Apple uh, w- would be something that we would call now a growth job, right? I mean, the gist of it that was at Apple, nothing is allowed. That's not approved by, by, uh, by HQ, right? Uh, nothing, right? And, and, and nothing is approved by HQ. Uh, so as a marketer, you're bored pretty fast. Um, and so to get performance, because we still have uh, very uh, aggressive goals, instead of trying to get an impossible buy-in, especially in like European markets, um, my first boss, uh, Jean-Pierre Genetti, uh, a French uh, guy from Italian origins, um, he taught me how to run experiments uh, that ran under the radar, right? but got us the insights, the conversion rates, uh, and the cost, all of that data that we needed to make a, uh, a business case, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's it's 100 times easier to um, get validation approval, I should say, uh, once you have good numbers. Um, so nowadays, we definitely call that strategy growth hacking, uh, as we were doing a lot of borderline stuff. Um, so that's how I got there. Uh, and I also, I mean, through my career uh, working in IT security, uh, where I, I worked with actual real hackers, um, I learned a lot on uh, psychology, uh, especially um, the psychology that enables uh, hackers to do uh, social engineering. Uh, and what we do in growth is like, it came to that, right? And as a co-founder, why I managed uh, engineering and product teams. And so though I'm not a developer, I, I don't know how to code. I have a very good relationship with engineers. I know how to work with them. And I know how to create a, a project that will get them excited. Um, so that's how I got that. Nowadays, how, I, how do I, I, I keep uh, uh, my status, uh, or I try to keep my, my status at, at the top? Um, I'd say mostly I have a good network of uh, business friends uh, with whom I share growth recipes and learnings. Um, and the reason why I say that, and I don't quote a specific uh, books, is most of the good stuff is not published online for obvious negative impact reasons. However, I do use a lot of things that I learned outside of uh, uh, obvious growth and marketing uh, sources of, of information. Uh, a lot of it comes from like um, um, psychology uh, research. Um, I can uh, name uh, Chadine's book, Influence, mm-hmm. as one of my core uh, uh, principles. Uh, and also uh, Dan Ariely's, um, uh, all, all of his books actually, um, w- which are amazing. And, and, and I use, uh, I'd say, those... Um, th- that research um, in my day-to-day growth hacking. Okay, okay, very cool. And uh, we'll, we'll certainly sort of link to those, um, uh, you know, in our uh, uh, blog post uh, so people can uh, read that. But I think a lot of people have probably heard or read of uh, uh, Robert Cial- sure Cial- Cialdini. Um, I uh, uh, actually myself, I, I tried to read the book two times. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty long, and I finally got through it on uh, on Blinkist app, and that took me about uh, about two minutes. So that was my hack yeah. to, uh, to, one, to get to the end of it. One thing I can say. Um, the translation of the title of Chinese book Influence uh, in French is slightly different. Mm-hmm. It's two words. The two words are influence and manipulation. Okay. Right? And it's way more accurate in yeah, French than it is in English. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a very, it's a very good book, and a lot of people cite that, um, uh, you know, in their, in their top list for, uh, for yeah. business books. Um, so, let, you, you know, let, let's then move on to, you know, 
our audience, our listeners, okay, um, they're, they're all in SaaS companies, SaaS founders or execs. You know, there's going to be other growth marketers listening as well. You know, all of them, I guess, kind of share this, you know, common uh, common bond that they, they they want to learn. They want to grow their SaaS business, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, if, if, if they don't, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised, um, but um, we're, we're pretty sure they do. So, so let's talk mm-hmm. in some detail, um, you know, uh, about five things that, you know, every – SaaS company, uh, you know, growth marketer should be doing to really kind of help their their, their SaaS company. Um, so, uh, we, you happy to go into that? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, okay, so, so, so let me think of the order of it. Um, so, I think a forward, um, most of what I can talk about is specific to B2B uh, SaaS. Yeah, sure. uh, I mean, I've been working in there for like a, a number of years, and it, it probably doesn't apply outside of that. Um, now, uh, when I think about it, all of the, uh, successful, uh, growth strategies that I have created, um, at segment, and even that mentioned, rely on, on good data and good analysis of the data. And in B2B SaaS, online SaaS, I haven't found a better source of data, uh, than, uh, Clearbit. Okay. Uh, if you don't know Clearbit, uh, um, after this podcast, stop what you're doing, check them out, contact them, say that you heard about them uh, uh, through this podcast, um, and try them out. They have the best data there is to enrich the profiles, the contacts, the businesses that are coming to your website. Uh, and, and that's critical. The second thing um, is once you have all of that data, you want to do uh, some predictive analytics. Um, and... There's a great company that can help you do that. Uh, they're called Madkudu. Um, it's spelled M-A-D-K-U-D-U. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, they actually sit on top, usually, of uh, Clearbit's data. Um, they look at your past conversion, and they do uh, lead scoring. You might have heard of lead scoring. You might have tried lead scoring. I can tell you um, our actual numbers of um, predictive analytics. We are able to predict 80% uh, or more of our revenue within 16% or less of our leads, which means we send seven times less leads to our salespeople to handle while preserving more than 80% of the revenue, uh, which is dramatic. Uh, and you think about that for sales, which is cool, but as a marketer, it also enables to change, optimize the path uh, that I want my users to take within the product or before the product in the website based on that score, right? I won't give the same onboarding email to people who have a high score, people who have a low score. I don't, I, I don't have the same goals for them, right? Um, and and that uh, is those two tools uh, combined is really like the, the grounding principle of uh, all the uh, other growth strategies that I've had. It's knowing who I'm talking to and what I want them to do. If you don't know who you're talking to or what you want them to do, you, you're bound to fail. Does it matter? So that, that that's Clearbit and Mad Kudu, um, and and these are you, you you're pretty much saying that two of the, the most valuable uh, you know tools in your uh, you know growth marketing stack. Um, yeah. Do they they're working uh, for Segment? You guys, I mean, how how big is Segment now in in terms of uh, company? Um, we are 140 employees. I think we have a bit more than 7,000 businesses using us. 
and, and what sort of are you, are you happy to share in terms of the, how much traffic you like you know, visitors you get to the site you know per day i mean it, no so yeah i'm a bit i i'm, I'm not allowed to share yeah that, no that's but, fine uh, that's okay but you, you, you guys uh, i guess we're gonna you you guys you're you're pretty uh you, you know you're scaling we're SaaS company. you're a successful yeah, we're, we're pretty scaling successful. We're, we're pretty and, successful um but um often people tell me oh i i I need to have a lot of traffic for this to be useful. Yeah. I disagree. Okay. It's not true. Even if you're like a, a growing startup and you're small, and Mention is a good example where it was smaller. I used Clearbit and Matt could do at Mention. Okay. Right? And it's definitely smaller. When I joined Mention, I, uh, we were 14 employees, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A, a lot smaller, like 10x smaller, right? And it was super valuable. Uh, and the reason why that is, is in most SaaS online businesses, 95% of your traffic is trash, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to sign up. If they do, they're not going to pay, right? And you're just losing time because when you look at your analytics, you're saying, oh, my funnel looks bad. How can I improve it? I need to push all of those people down. It's not true. It's not true because if you push them down, you're just having more trash signups that you need now to handle with tickets and support in your product, right? And if you push them the product, they're not going to convert, and now you have another problem saying, oh, I need them to pay. They're not going to pay. And even if you force them to pay, they're going to churn. All right? So you have to look, be able to predict a lifetime value as early as possible. And one of the things that we were able to do, and we can cover that a bit more, is with Clubit's latest API, which is called Reveal, which enables you to um, know who's coming to your website, which companies are coming to your website just by adding a script. So like they do an IP to domain uh, uh, lookup. Uh, of sorts, right? And uh, tying that to Matt, you can predict the LTV at the anonymous visitor level before they sign up, right? Um, and 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 all the way through the funnel, then, and that's just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we actually like SaaStock is obviously not a, a SaaS company, um, and we are, you know, I would say relatively small. We we have uh, I think five people now working for us full time, um, you know, and the, the the traffic to our site is not huge, uh, but we we use Clearbit uh, as, as well, and uh, you know, we get uh, we get value out of that. Um, so uh, I think that was what I was uh, getting at. You know, what kind of level of company, you know, do you need to be to really get value out of um, you know these two uh, these two tools, mm-hmm. um, and, and just to yeah. um, uh, just to clarify for the audience, you don't have shares or are not a co-founder of either Clearbit or Magkudu. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a co-founder. Okay. I, I, I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm too busy with segments. <laughs> though, uh, though I, I to be honest, I like them a lot, and I often recommend them. Uh, but because they uh, they just provide they enable me to succeed. Yeah. Uh, I often like to say uh, if. Uh, if Clearbit uh, went out of business or were, was acquired for like any other reason and, and they shut down the product, I kind of go back to farming potatoes. I mean, none of my strategies work, right? Um, and yes, I have a great relationship with them, and 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 I I often get um, uh, beta or alpha access to some of the uh, early APIs to uh, come up with ideas, and that's uh, that that's a great uh, unfair advantage I get. Yeah. Cool. So let, let's move on to the um, the, the second the, one. The second one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Sure. So the so so the second one is uh, is linked to that. It's um, how do you uh, collect as much data uh, on your in your funnel while reducing the friction? The usual way to collect data is to ask questions. Is to have like a long sign up form 
um, and ask as much questions as you can to qualify them. Um, what we've done, uh, and actually it's tied to Clibit and Matkudu, it's to the, uh, it's pinging, uh, I'd say, let's put it that way, splitting the sign-up form uh, in a number of pages, collecting just the email on your homepage, then having the rest of the fields on the second or on the third page. Uh, in between those two page loads, we ping Clibit's uh, API to enrich the email, and we get all of the company uh, profile and user profile back. And so we can pre-fill the fields. That's step number one. So there's less friction, there's less effort to do for the uh, visitor. That's actually one of uh, Chalene's uh, founding principles, um, which is a continuation. Uh, when um, someone starts something, uh, they have a, uh, an incentive to finish it because you feel good when you finish something that you have started. So by making it a, a lower upfront cost uh, or uh, felt cost um, of uh, engagement and making it easier once they have uh, sunk that cost of starting to sign up, um, you are uh, increasing your sign-up rate. Um, and in our case, we increase the sign-up rate by uh, at, at, uh, more or less 30%. The second thing is we also ping a mad kudu within that process with all of the company and user data, and we get a score back uh, within one second. And so we change the questions we ask based on the score. And things that can comments are actually product, they, they cannot prioritize it. It's called Fastlane. So that when we see that it's a very high score, you will, instead of putting the person, uh, the user in the product and then trying to send that person an email and say, hey, we want to talk with you, all salespeople want to talk with you. Don't do that. Fastlane actually pops up a bottle screen, which embeds a candy link. And it says, hey, Alex, uh, you're super important. You qualify for Fastlane. Uh, let's talk right now. Right, and you can select like you can book like a 15 or 20 minute uh, slot with one of our uh, senior sales, mm -hmm. um, and you're uh, reversing uh, who's asking for something. Now it's the customer who says, "Yeah, I mean, fasting that sounds good. I don't want to lose my time finding my way out of the product. I want to talk to someone." And so the conversion rate is about 70 percent for the people who select the fast name, which is something you can never do with an email, right? Um, and we published the code on GitHub for that. Uh, so you've got two ways to do it if you want to implement it. You can go to, uh, you just type in Google Frictionless Signup by segment. There's a GitHub repo. Or you can contact Matt Kudu and, and, and take that fascinating product. Both do about the same thing. So that was fr the, fr Frictionless Signup on, uh, on GitHub? Frictionless Signup. Okay. Yep, Frictionless Signup on GitHub. That's number two. Um, number three is now you have amazing data, right? And you have scores. What do you do with that? Well, I would recommend using a, a good email tool like customer.io mm -hmm. um, and change your onboarding and nurturing uh, uh, strategies uh, to make them uh, role-specific. Or, or if role is not the right way to uh, split your audience by any other... Uh, they have 120 different uh, attributes that they return for every single user. So in our case, it's role and industry. You can choose something else, right? Um, and... By making the content of your uh, email, onboarding email, welcome email, more relevant, um, so I'll give you an example. Um, in our case, the uh, engineers get a, a welcome email that's from one of our engineers, right, which exists on GitHub. It's a real engineer. And it links to documentation. It embeds the links to the technologies we know they run on their website because Kubernetes returns that. And we link to the correct documentation of the tools we know they use and the technologies that they have, right? Um, and 
And for the marketers, the email comes from me because I'm a marketer. And the email says, uh, hey, Alex, uh, I'm Guillaume. I was a customer before. I was in your shoes. And I tried to implement segment as a marketer. And here's how I did it. Right. What happens when you do that is there's a few things. One, some people are going to think it's, uh, it's an actual email from a human. Fine. Um, that works great. And they, that's high engagement. Two, most of the people are not going to believe that. But the content is more relevant. It's more actionable. Right. Um, and so you care, you don't care that if they believe it or not, it's just the right content. You're making it easier for them to activate, right? We've um, increased our activation rate by 50% by making, uh, by having like more relevant uh, welcome email, onboarding emails, right? Um, and I mean, a good example is that if I, if I uh, mix those two and I send like doc, technical documentation and tools to the marketer, and if I tell them, if I tell the engineer, I'm Guillaume, I was in your shoes as a marketer before, you see this does not work at all. And you have a generic email which says, hey, just like check out our docs for everyone when um, engineers are just a fraction of our signups, uh, that's a fail. So more, more relevance. Uh, and you're starting to see a trend through all of my strategies, which is get more data to create a better user experience or more relevant experience. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is... Bring that strategy that we had with more relevant content up funnel. The problem with like the onboarding email is that it touches only 5% of the people that come to your website. It's the people who leave you their email. And, I mean, you can have a very good SaaS website in like 7%, 8%. You can have a better in the 2%. But, like, I've never seen someone say, oh, I have like a 40% sign-up rate on my website. Right? It doesn't exist. Um, and so most of the people are not going to experience your welcome emails. And they still see a uh, generic uh, website, right? And so what we did is that we used the IP to domain API from uh, Clivit. We um, used MapGroup to score them. And instead of sending that to a, an email tool, we sent it to Drift, which is a chat tool, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that enables us to power chat just for the people who are deemed valuable. And why is that important? Well, I tried live chat uh, in B2B SaaS businesses for the past five years, and I failed for four consecutive years, which is a long time. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and the reason why I failed, it's because, as I said it, uh, earlier, there's 95% trash traffic on your website, and so people are just going to chat to to know, like, what do you do? And you're paying expensive sales reps in, in, in B2B SaaS businesses, right? And they don't have time for that. No one wants to man the chat if it's not going to generate at least like a, a 10% conversion rate into like opportunities. Um, and, and that's the reality. That's why I feel. With this new strategy, we only power chat for the visitors we know come from relevant companies. And we know those companies have the... Uh, capacity to pay us because the management score predicts that they have a high fit. And so, um, sure, there's less chat. That's perfect. But the conversion rates are through the roof. One last thing, uh, I'd say uh, number five and then small job. Um, what we're working on right now is to make the website itself dynamic, right? Um, and, and we can talk a bit a uh, bit more about that in, in the following uh, question, or um, if we want to talk about what I'm going to present at, at SaaS Talk. Mm-hmm. But the idea is 
we went from email, which is 5%, to chat, which is good. But not everyone clicks on your chat. Of course not, right? And so a lot of the people who are relevant still see generic content. And so the problem is the content. The problem is the initial experience. The problem is your website, right? So, um, so that's, that's what we're doing. Um, it's changing the experience. So, so, so that that leads, I guess, nicely as we're coming into the end, the end of the show there, and and some really amazing insights on, uh, you, you know, those, those five points. But uh, as you said, you're you're coming over to Dublin in September to speak at SASDOC, um, and uh, you you know what can we expect to hear from you? Um, so you mentioned about having a dynamic website. You know, give us some insights, a teaser as to uh, what you're going to talk about uh, in Dublin. Sure. Yeah. So uh, we've been working on that for the past six to nine months. And um, the idea, which is pretty simple, is create a better experience for the users, uh, for as much users as possible. Going up funnel, moving from um, using the email to change the sign-up experience and changing the onboarding experience to using the IP to do uh, chats dynamically for the people who are valuable. Now, of course, when I have the IP, the idea is, well, why don't I change the uh, homepage of segments? The problem is that I don't have three or four seconds like I have for the chat to change the web page because the web page has already loaded. And if I try to change the second page or something that's below the fold, we looked into that. There's just like, there's no one. I mean, I want to see no one. In proportion, there's way less people. So it's not as valuable. So... Um, I'll be covering at SASDOC exactly the, the experiment that we have now uh, released. Uh, if you go on uh, Segment's website, it is dynamic. If you come from a high-qualified uh, uh, company, it is dynamic. And there's even a demo you can try, um, uh, which is segment.com slash dynamic dash homepage. And that enables you to force um, the uh, specific domain so you can uh, impersonate uh, a anonymous visitor from Salesforce or from Nike or any other like large company if you want to see how it changes. Uh, we power 4.5 billion uh, variations, combinations on our website at the same time. And we're not a huge brand, right? We don't have like hundreds of thousands of visitors per day. Uh, so it's what I'll cover at SaaS Talk is um, what I said about why we did that, but more specifically, I dive into like, how we did it, the challenges that we faced, because we actually need to uh, discover the company, score the company, generate the variation, and push the variations in 0.3 seconds, right, before the page starts to render. Uh, so like, there's a huge technical challenge. And of course, I cover what are the learnings, um, where did we fail, because we failed in lots of places, and uh, how? What are the conversion rates, the improvements that we got? Um, and a, a quick, uh, I'd say, teaser to that: we discovered that there is no, I'd say, mate um, variation. We're not that we're not no longer trying to find the ultimate combination for everyone. It does not exist. We're all different humans, and as the bags of flesh we are, we like different things. Right, and someone who uh, we all come to someone's website when we come there with a specific idea in mind, and the clear data uh, and the magnitude scoring and other data uh, partners that we have uh, partnered with enable us to predict what you want, what you have in mind, and what you what message you should see to improve your conversion. 
Um, oh. So that's, that's it. So it sounds a, a pretty exciting. I think, um, yeah, I, that's going to be a jam-packed room. Uh, all, all the marketers that will be coming, uh, I think that's going to be, uh, you know, one to watch. And, uh, you know, on, on that note, Guillaume, um, you know, I'm super excited to uh, have you in Dublin in September. Um, listen to this talk. Uh, you know, if it's uh, you know anything like the insights that we've got from the podcast today, you know, it, it's going to be fantastic. So, really appreciate you giving up uh, your time today, and uh, looking forward to welcoming you to to Dublin. Um, so, thanks very much for being a great guest on the show. Thanks, Alex. I'm super excited to be in in uh, in Dublin and and share those insights. And uh, I also uh, welcome the people uh, that are listening to the podcast or who come and attend the session. Uh, to come and see me afterwards or to send me an email and share with me how they use those recipes or if they have other ideas. Uh, just like bounce them off me. I'll be super happy to exchange. Excellent. And, and, and the best that I can do in Dublin was bounce and pass the recipes off you and uh, uh, we, can, uh, we, we can talk about that. Um, so uh, uh, on, on that note, for those that are listening at home, I uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of the SaaS Revolution show. And if you can rate and review it on uh, on iTunes, uh, we'd be eternally grateful. Uh, and uh, come and see uh, uh, Guillaume or Big G uh, or just G uh, at, uh, at SaaS Doc in Dublin. Uh, and, uh, yeah, come to www.sasdoc.com and uh, get your ticket and we'll, uh, we'll see you then.